On this episode, Andrew Belter joins me for a discussion on what Legal Aid of Western Missouri is doing about stimulus payments. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt. So I am talking with Andrew that I was going to just kind of fill everyone in on what's going on at Legal Aid of Western Missouri. Helping people with their stimulus payments has been a big focus of what our legal aid has been doing that um, after the the issues with the the stimulus payments and the economic impact payments were cropping up last year legal aid set up a phone number regarding unemployment and stimulus issues and they had a a local newspaper did an article on the on the unemployment and stimulus hotline, and then that that article went viral, was was picked up and went across the the nation. So we at, at Legal Aid they wound up getting just hundreds of of contacts from across the country. Like like they were getting, I don't know if it was three hundred in a day contacts. Or I I don't I don't remember exact numbers. Like like one thing I've I've seen was a, a spreadsheet that it was at least like over eighteen hundred cases like like in general that they had worked through, but I don't I don't know actual numbers of like how many people they advised. Um, and so part of it like for people across the country, they were trying to refer some of the people to other legal aids. In the in the country, or um, in general, with people in Missouri, they were trying to find like what kind of advice they could give, or is that a case that they could take further, and and they started to see patterns as they went. So, like some people, if they had not signed up for Social Security in time, so then they were seeing like oh, okay well that's that may be something that that we can ask them like when when was your social security set up and so maybe that would affect if a person received their their payment or not and so as they were seeing patterns they would advise or they would um, get an 8821 done to check with the irs looking up people's transcripts to confirm like how many payments they did receive for 2020 or 2021. And then if they were supposed to have received a payment and they might check their bank records and don't see that there was a payment received, then maybe doing a refund trace with the IRS. So perhaps working with the Taxpayer Advocate Service, the Practitioner Priority Service, or in some other way, like getting that 2848 done to, if a person was having problems, just going above and beyond that. But I mean, like there, there's at least one case I've heard about where, where a mother was was coming 
for help with legal aid. And the only person who really knew her information was her daughter. And the advice was, well, it, it might have been that your daughter acted on, on your information and actually is the one who received the payment. And so that was the advice. The, the mother was not believing that. And so legal aid, we um, went through the process of, of checking through everything. And then in doing the refund trace, it was confirmed that that yes, it went to the, I think it went to the daughter's account or, or something like that. So actually proving to the, to the mother that yes, it was, it was intercepted by your daughter. And so that's why you didn't receive it. But um, based off that, then legal aid applied for a grant from the, from LSC, an LSC disaster grant. And so we have received funding for both an unemployment and a stimulus attorney for 18 months. And so we are um, working cases with those attorneys. And the, the thought is that the, the funding could also be used regarding um, disaster relief, um, disaster related tax issues like the American Rescue Plan connected to the advanced child tax credit payments that people are receiving right now. So perhaps that position is going to be helping people with the, their child tax credit payments that, that they didn't receive or maybe another parent is receiving instead of them um, kind of sorting through those issues. And, and within that payment or within that position, we're looking at maybe some systemic advocacy because I know some clinics have done litigation related to the economic impact payments. And I'm not sure completely within our LSC restrictions that, that we can't do class actions, but perhaps there's some litigation we can do. But in general, seeing if we can do some systemic advocacy, like, like working with the Taxpayer Advocate Service or, or what exactly, if we're, if we're seeing problems with what happened with different IRS payments that, that perhaps can be fixed. Because um, I, I got one suggestion that people are getting denied their ITIN applications that if, if their main reason for applying was to get the child tax credit payments. So I, I don't have the, the most evidence of that yet, but, but they were saying um, in the, um, I believe in the, in the Internal Revenue Manual that, that there is supposed to be a tax benefit for applying for an ITIN and so that they were getting denied that, that that was not what they were defining as a tax benefit for, for being eligible for the child tax credit. And so I've checked and, and there are several ITIN applicants in, in another, on another team here at Legal Aid. So, so perhaps that's some um, systemic advocacy that we might look at within the, the position. So generally, those are my thoughts about what's been going on at Legal Aid. 
related to um, stimulus payments. So I'm I'm going to turn that over to you, Andrew, and, and see like if you have some questions or or some of your first thoughts. I do have some questions. Are you guys planning to set up hotlines in the future, or do you have a hotline right now about the advanced child tax credit? Well, we've left the hotline open. That's that's for the unemployment and stimulus issues. So I don't I don't know if we should tweak the the description of the hotline, but I mean in general um, through our through our intake process they could still be contacting us regarding child tax credit cases. So yeah, but I don't know if we need to like relabel the pipeline that's that's getting to us. Did you? Or do you plan to reach out to the person who wrote the article in the future when there might be important tax updates or important tax events going on? Well, it's that's a thought. Um, I mean, we've it's mostly that we've joked around around the office like that that was too effective when it came to outreach. That um, you know, not not to promote in that that same manner again because we we got a deluge of of intakes from that like like i i don't know how many months they they had a heavy caseload but i, I think they were a little shell-shocked at the end of of that that the wave the the crest of the wave there that um you know so i i don't know if if any of them who who lived through it are too eager to to repeat that <laughs> that process. No, I, I, I hear 1800 and I think that is enough for a couple years worth of LITC reports. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have um, like looking at yeah, the year end report that they're saying they did um, yeah, just a little over a thousand consultations with with people that's what they reported so you know it, it definitely boosted the numbers by um, and it got you more money from the emergence or yeah disaster but yeah, I mean, we we demonstrated that there was a need for it and you know i i do think it's i do i do think there's a need though i think it's it's tapering off so that's that's why we're looking to include some other tax issues for for people to so the child tax credit I, I think is prime um, you know once once we hear about more cases with that I'm, I'm sure they can get funneled over so I'm at an LSC organization and you're at an LSC organization what kind of item taxpayers are you are you working with if you're helping them well that's that's it i don't know that we are so much within the tax clinic but one of the other teams focuses more on immigration issues so that's i don't know i'm i'm still thinking it through like how what assistance we can provide but that that does at least seem to be a pool of of people that we can survey of of how they are treated and and if we can assist them further so that's that's as far as i've gotten at this point or connect them with 
some individuals who are not eligible for an LSC organization to connect them with a non-LSC LITC. Right. Lots of abbreviations. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be cool. That would be cool to get people the help that they need if we can't do it within our funding parameters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're still we're still figuring out the applications for it, but um, I don't know. I, I get excited in, in trying to think creatively of what systemic advocacy can be done. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure what applications there are definitely, but I, I like at least trying to think outside the box of, okay, let's, let's do the same thing we've been doing last year in, in just processing the cases that, that if we have this dedicated position that we can look and see, oh, is litigation a possibility or is, I mean, I, I was thinking too that like we have all this data over the last year of, of what kind of cases we had. I mean, I've, I've just mostly floated it like, is there some kind of research paper we could provide or, or at least an article showing like these were these were some trends and, and patterns we we saw with the um, with the stimulus cases and you know these are, are lessons learned that that we can suggest to the IRS for you know for for improvements if if they happen to have some other money distribution process that they need to do. Yes. Are you still getting a lot of stimulus? Um, I, I don't know a lot, but it's my understanding it, it stays steady that that we um, are still getting the contacts that, you know, or or at least through the clinic that, that if people are saying, I have a tax problem and oh, by the way, I didn't get all of my stimulus payments, then, you know, then, then we can duplicate that case and and be working for that client with with two different two different teams kind of working that case did you see a lot of social security beneficiaries who didn't get the second stimulus payment because i saw more than a handful yeah i'll i'll admit since since i came in a little over two months ago now that I I don't know completely all of the trends they saw here. Um, I didn't, I don't feel like, I, I got some contact when I was in Kansas, but not a lot on the stimulus cases. So, I mean, I, I didn't see so much the, the social security issues, but, but that's not to say that they didn't um, before me. Yeah, they, they the people I saw received their first ones, received their third ones, but for some reason they did not receive their second ones automatically. So then there's a fair amount of them who were very confused and then a little frustrated that they had to go online or have me do the EIP non-filer tax return for them, which is weird because they should have just received it automatically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do think there was a decent amount where 
people received one or two payments, but not all three. And, and so that was confusing to people of like, okay, I, I got some of my payments. Why, why didn't I get a hold of them? And, you know, why, why weren't they all sent the same way or, or whatever? So I don't know. I mean, I, I get that there were tweaks to the process as it went, but a lot of it, it seemed like, okay, if a person received their first payment, then, then they should have received number two and three. They should, not only should they have received them, but they should have received them the same way, you know, most likely of, of the first one, but I don't know. It, it got, taxpayers weren't the only ones who were confused about the process. No. That's no. right. So, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I just wanted to, you know, kind of give an update on, on what we're doing. And I mean, I, I have, I have notes from the training we, we did for the, the stimulus attorney, and I'm sure I could do a follow-up just of, of issues with, with the stimulus payments, but yeah, just, just wanted to kind of update you, Andrew, and, and the audience and, you know, so yeah, thank you for your time. No, thank you for sharing. It's very insightful, good ideas. The hotline's a great idea. Media influence is maybe a good idea, maybe too good of an idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at least that time it it was it was too much of a catalyst for um, for people to contact us. But yeah, o overall it was well meaning, but but then they they got an avalanche of 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 applicants. So but now you're there, so they could handle another right. thousand or more. Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> sailing from now on. Yeah. Well, well, well. Thank you for the vote of confidence, Andrew, and and I'll I'll sign off. So so thanks for for joining me. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast. Helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.